Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I hate to break it, you're not the same as anyone here. But we can take it, we're short or brown or round or we're queer. I've got a feeling we are onto something here. from King's Place in London. QITV presents Global Pillage, the comedy panel show starring you, the hive mind of the audience. And if you worry, the trouble might be coming your way. In it together, I think that's what I heard the man say. I've got a feeling we are gonna be okay. That was probably one of the best renditions of the song we've had. Wasn't oh, it? it was lovely. Hello, I'm Deborah Francis White, and this is Global Pillage, the comedy panel show in which we pillage the globe for bizarre behaviours and cray cray way ways of the human ray race. <laughs> As we take a light hearted look at our ability to come up with a thousand international superstitions to ward off demons at the dinner table, but zero ways to avoid another global financial crisis, let's welcome those who know best how to laugh through the pain of certain destruction comedians. <laughs> On my left, playing for downward-facing mates, Sindhu V and Felicity Ward. And on my right, playing for Arashmik Outcasts, Radu Isaac and Avery Edison. Downward-facing mates, how are you diverse? I'm diverse because I'm an Indian woman whose parents are from two different parts of India, very, very different, North India and South India. My face looks like I'm from my father's part of India, but my height looks abnormal in general in India because I'm 5'10", but that's also the northerners. So when often people look at me and then they squint and they say, what is happening? (laughs) And then I have to explain what is happening. So yeah, I'm quite a minority. I mean, one time I was on stage talking about something about how difficult something was and someone from the back shouted, we don't care, why are you so tall? Uh, Felicity Ward, how are you diverse? I had straight hair till I was 22, and now it is very curly for people that are 
Googling me on the internet right now. <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know. I just one day you woke up and your hair was curly. Yeah, more or less. They say it's from trauma. I can tell you a great story about that. And <laughs> I was going to say, were you struck by lightning? No, I had a lot of people dying car accidents in one year and then I cut all my hair off, not as a result of that. I was in a play. And um, I'm very artistic. And um, when it grew back, because I was quite a tomboy, I don't really care about my hair. When I wash it, I just put it straight back in a ponytail and did that for years. And then one day I took it out. I'm like, that is not straight at all. And I thought that there had been a crime committed and it just kept happening every day. Wow. Arashmik Outcasts, Avery Edison, how are you diverse? Uh, I am a transgender woman, which as recently as 2012 would have got a standing ovation. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone would have carried me out of here on their shoulders, uh, being very careful not to touch my crotch. Um, Now, of course, it's very, very boring. Everyone on TV is transgender. Every athlete and politician, probably half the people in this room are transgender. That's why I'm going to detransition and become the most marginalized person in this country, the straight white male. Radu Isaac, how are you diverse? Besides being a straight white male, (laughs) I'm Romanian and I don't have my birthday listed on my Facebook page. (laughs) Do people do that? Yeah, everybody has that. But do they put their year? Not necessarily the year, but they they have their date. So we don't know when to say happy birthday to you? No, because I don't like that attention. Is it your birthday today, Radu? (laughs) Yes. Happy birthday! It's not today, it's not today, but I just, uh, yeah. You don't like people pretending they've remembered yeah. when they clearly haven't. They've just seen it come exactly. up on Facebook. So I just want to say our struggles are equal, I think. <laughs> <laughs> For too long, people who are shy about their birthdays have laboured under the boot of the oppressive system. And I, as a transgender woman, am here for you. I'm not <laughs> on scores and more, it's the pedagogue in Pedden's Corner, Ned Sedgwick. Hello. Ned, have you had any global conversations this week? I got a message from a Hungarian listener about English customs. The question was, Marmite, what's the deal? (laughs) (laughs) And tinkling his ebonies as well as his ivories, it's our resident musician, Mark Hodge. On every episode of Global Pillage, our hive mind creates a jingle unique for the show. Could you please stand up? If your name starts with A, B, B flat, C, D, E, F, F sharp, or G. And then Mark will point at you. Uh, you, sir. Yes, Gabriel. Gabriel. I'll take a G from Gabriel. Diane. A D, a nice strong D from Diane, thank you very much. It's very good. Clemmy. Clemmy. Oh, that's quite nice, isn't it? Well done, Clemmy. Your parents thought ahead. <laughs> Felicity. Oh, that's all right as well. Well done. Well done legend Mitch. name, mate. Legend. <laughs> Andy. Hmm. No. No. It's, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like, it's so do emotional. you want another name, Mark? No, it's all right. Ooh, what's the scores, please, Ned? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Thank you. 
up is our themed round. Today's theme is births, deaths and marriages. So let's see for whom the buzzer tolls and if any of these clues ring a bell. Which Japanese pastime do babies do competitively? Double facing mates. Origami. <laughs> Could you explain? Sumo. Could you... I'm just thinking of any Japanese pastimes that I know of. <laughs> uh, Sudoku. <laughs> um, Having a post-war boom after genocide <laughs> Napping. Having a nap. What a, what a... I mean, look. Let's be real. None of these are right. You know what? I'm going to throw one more in. I know my father told me once that I should drink milk because the entire Japanese population had grown taller by two feet across the board because they drank a lot of milk. So maybe it's milk drinking. That sounds true. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds well Babies informed. sort of famously drink milk all around the world, though, don't they? I mean, that is no, one of the no, key things that babies do. They don't do much. Competitive yeah, yeah, compet milk drinking. Yes. Okay. I love it. Yeah. All right. That's the one. Our Ashmik outcasts. Is it flower arranging? Flower arranging. Mm, the okay. Japanese art of flower arranging. Ikebana. Ikebana. Yeah, I get that mixed up um, with something very dirty that's another Japanese <laughs> word that I can never remember. No, it's not bukkake. It's not. That's exactly what I was thinking. God, you have and such beautiful bukkake. Yeah. <laughs> Is it being made to look like infantilized, ridiculous figures in Western portrayals of Asian culture? <laughs> Right, okay. I think it actually is sumo wrestling, Felicity. You, you dismissed it, but I... You think it's baby sumo? If it's not, I'm going to seem a little racist and offensive, but I'm willing to... But if you're, you're right and I'm right, I'm going to seem very inspirational. Yeah. <laughs> or the competing crawling. Who crawls the fastest? Is that a Japanese pastime, crawling? No, but that's the only thing babies can do. <laughs> okay. And sumo. All right. All right, hive mind. What Japanese pastime do babies do competitively? Uh... Blowing bubbles. What was that? Crying dressed to sumo wrestlers. Crying at sumo wrestlers. Cold play. Cosplay. Cosplay. Oh, cosplay. Very was... similar. <laughs> they bring a lot of people joy around the world. Okay. Um, if you think it is blowing bubbles, buzz now. If you think it's crying dressed to sumo wrestlers, buzz now. And if you think it's cosplay, Buzz now. Oh, I'm sorry, Hive, mind you, back the wrong horse. It's crying while being held by sumo wrestlers. Oh. Yes, it's baby sumo wrestling. Babies are held by sumo wrestlers who try to make them cry. And the one who cries the loudest and longest wins. Hey, I have a fun sumo fact. I was genuinely looking this up yesterday because I don't have a day job. Um, <laughs> there's only been a minimum height introduced properly and officially, and I think it's five foot seven because there was a kid who was 16 years old in 1994 who wanted to participate in sumo, and they said he was too short. So he got a head implant, a collagen implant, and he's got like a triangle head, and they had to say, all right, new rule, no one who's got an implant to make themselves taller can play sumo. Not play, participate. Obviously, that they take it very, very seriously. very discriminatory. If you've gone to that much trouble, I think you, you know, you should be allowed to play. That's well, have a word with them. I'm not the funding board. <laughs> I think you should have checked with them first to make sure it's going to be all right. I know. Quite an extreme thing to go and do. Now, Ned, do you know anything more about these crying babies with sumo wrestlers? Yeah, I mean, it is just what the hive mind said after they backed the wrong horse. It, uh, they, sumo wrestlers hold these babies, also dressed as sumo wrestlers and just point them at each other 
and the first one to make the baby cry wins. It sounds a bit cruel, but actually babies who cry are seen to have uh, long and happy lives, so it's kind of good luck. And they don't do anything, they just kind of hold them out and just wait. I mean, I don't see how being held by one sumo wrestler facing another sumo wrestler is not going to make you cry. This is what I don't understand. (laughs) Mm, Especially if you know anything about sumo. Exactly. Because if you're a baby, like, oh, I'm going to be crushed to death by him. Yeah. And also, why does one of these guys have a triangle head? What's going on there? You know, I would cry. There is a Japanese proverb that say, uh, crying babies grow fat. And so this is presumably where it's come from. How do you say that in Japanese? You actually say, uh, nakuko wa sudatsu. Can I have a look? I studied Japanese. So does my school But I'm probably not going to do much better. Where is it? Oh, yeah, no, you said it right. I studied, okay, I studied just Japanese at so school that's... for five years. Did so, you? Yeah. Oh. So it's now. We can, have, May, a, we can yeah. have a chat later. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Felicity taught, Felicity taught me some Japanese in this round as well. Oh, yeah, I just told her what bukkake is. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, what is that? She's like, I'm telling you. Ned, Raju was kind of right, though, yep. because... I sort of uh, spaced out what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Raju was kind of right, because is there not also a crawling competition? Yeah, there is a crawling competition. And also, they said sumo as well, which I was always going to allow. Well, I, I said sumo. Down as well. But she said sumo first. Yes, I, yeah, and but then... You, again, everyone's backing the wrong horse and having a go at me. I'm just... Well, to be, to be fair, I'm not backing the wrong horse. I'm still backing myself. <laughs> yeah. But just the wrong part of my brain. Mm. Mm. Could you tell us something about the crawling race? Yes, I can. Japan recently set the record in a baby crawling race in 2015 when 601 babies crawled a distance of 9.8 feet. (laughs) I'm not really sure how it's... I think it's a record for the amount of babies crawling, but it gets quite competitive. There was a crawling race in Minnesota in 2014. A 10-month-old baby won it, but he was disqualified for scooting rather than crawling. (laughs) Yeah, when they have a scooter, they do need to take them out of the race. Also, he was taking human growth hormone. Uh, Also, he was a she. If you were getting married in Norway, why would you not dare leave the room? It's really cold. (laughs) Because during the wedding, if you leave the room, if you're the guy, then all the other guys will get up and kiss your bride. Or if you're the girl and the bride and you leave, then all the girls will get up and kiss the bridegroom. That happens after the wedding night. No, it happens during the wedding. All right. The room uh, room being the church that is happening, or...? The church or the reception hall. Okay. I don't think we're going to win this one, so let's just say Vikings and move on. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say Vikings and move on, okay? Uh, Hive mind. If you were getting married in Norway, why would you not dare leave the room? Yeah, it's uh, if the groom leaves the room, then everyone goes and kiss the bride, which if you are a male guest, you go and kiss the bride and the other way around. So it's what Cinder said. Are you, in fact, Norwegian? Yes. What's your name? Annie. Annie. So Annie is uh, Norwegian, and she's confirming what Cinder has said. Are you going to back that hive mind? Yes. yes. What okay. you mean is Annie is copying Cinder. <laughs> in fact, Cinder and Annie are both correct. Um, I just... Without giving away too much, I just want to say the Danes do the same thing, and I was married in Denmark, and my husband went to the bathroom. <laughs> 
and the moral of the story is do not ever go to the bathroom. Yeah, the and moral uh, of the story is go to the bathroom with your husband. No, but here, but yeah, exactly. But here's the crazy thing is the Indians, including my parents, had come for the wedding in Denmark. We got married several times. I mean, seriously, it was like a whole year of getting married. With all these traditions, why would you not want to? Exactly. And the big thing was that if my father was to observe when my husband went to the bathroom, every male guest coming in, some of them very enthusiastic, um, had never seen an Indian before, so they were like, wow. So what we did was we had to plan it. One of my girlfriends had to watch, and as my husband got up to go to the bathroom, she had to grab my dad on a pretext and get him out of the reception hall while I was literally, there's a word, pillage, you know, all these guys. And she had to sort of keep my father preoccupied. So I had one very old friend who my dad knew would come to the wedding. And she kept she said, oh, I have to throw up. You have to come with me. And he kept saying, but I cannot enter the girl's bathroom. And he said, no, no, come with me, come with me. And kept him out there and kept going, hmm, hmm. So while my dad was trying to help her, and then when it was finished, she was like, yeah, I'm fine, let's go. <laughs> it was insane. It was insane. But I, yes. wish, I wish I married you. <laughs> Because your stories are so good. There's also a tradition, and is this the same in Denmark as well, Sindhu, that if the guests stamp their feet, the bride and groom have to duck under the table and kiss? Yes. Look, Indians, we, we have a reputation for having a lot of weird traditions, but as you pointed out, there's two weird Danish ones. The other one is, when they're all married, they all pick up, all the bridegroom's friends pick him up, take his shoes off, cut off the top of his sock, put it in a glass of beer, and he has to drink the beer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're just making things up now. and no, it's It's an insult to no, the culture of no, Japanese. No, the Norwegian person in the audience is shaking their heads. Yeah, so. because, because, because Norwegians are more civilized in that way. They really are. If you were hit by a tractor in the Carpathian Mountains, how Can would you be memorialized? Downward facing mates. Don't point at me. You would also be made into a tiny tractor made of ash. <laughs> that they would cremate you and then they'd use a lot of hot glue and they would make a tiny tractor. A dusty, dusty tractor. They'd make a tractor out of your ashes. Uh, our Rashmik outcasts. Carpathian, did you say? Yes. Do you get put into a terrifying painting and used in Ghostbusters too? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I know for Carpathian, Vigo the Carpathian. So I'm thinking where the accident happens, that's uh, where they built a new cemetery. Sort of like you're hit with a tractor, and then the tractor is all, it's the first seed of a dead body, and more dead bodies grow there. <laughs> yeah, and a I, dark answer there from uh, Ratu Isaac. Basically, can yeah, I that's just, what cemetery is That's why tractors are banned there. Yeah, can I just <laughs> add no to her? Yes. That when they've made the glue baby tractor uh, which they, definitely happens yes then they put it in the ground and they plant an olive tree okay hive mind if you were hit by a tractor how would you be memorialized in the Carpathian mountains tractor shaped coffin tied to the bumper like they do tied to the bumper I do a lap of the village tied to the bumper anything else they run backwards and forwards over you, so at least you've done something by fertilizing. The tractor pushes you into the ground so that you fertilize the earth. And also to make sure, because you don't want them to just be injured. No. It's like a snake, you know, you don't want them to have a painful death, so you've got to forward and back and forward and back okay. until the job's done. Tractor-shaped coffin, buzz now. If you think it's tied to the back of the tractor <laughs> and dragged around for a lap of honor, buzz now. Yes. If you think it's, you're used to fertilize the earth, buzz now. 
In fact, there'd be a picture of you being run over on your gravestone. Um, if you fell down the stairs, there might be a limerick about the incident. There's a cemetery called the Mary Cemetery, which is in the Maramuresh, in the Romanian-Ukrainian border. Oh, thank yeah. God someone gave me a country. I mean, I've just been <laughs> searching for a location from the moment you said Carpathian. I'm like, can you get a comma what? Comma, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I thought you might know Ukrainian mountain ranges, don't they? Uh, I thought you might know, given this is bordering. I know, I'm, I know about the cemetery. It's pretty famous in uh, the world. You just don't know about it. <laughs> but you didn't know about it it's when you were not, asked. Though. But the question is sort of specific to one death, and it's actually a cemetery filled with sort of funny sayings about everybody that yeah. died. And it's the end of the round. <laughs> What's the scars, please, Ned? The Hive Mind are in third place with five points, but the Arashmic Outcasts and Downward Facing Mates are not much further ahead with ten points. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. round is everyone's favourite round. Idioms! What is the meaning of this foreign phrase which we have literally translated into English? Fingers on buzzers. If an Afrikaans speaker said they were going to let the monkey out of the sleeve, Ugh. what would they be suggesting? Downward facing mates? They mean they are going to pee. They're going to pee. Yeah. They're I, going to let the monkey out of their sleeve. They're that's going to pee. painful yeah. and you should go and see a doctor if that is... <laughs> Is it? Is it give birth? Give birth? Is it like to let loose, to go wild? Like they might be a shy person. They're like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the monkey out of the sleeve tonight. Like I'm going to trip the light fantastic. Or okay. I'm, I'm just going to keep talking until you look like go. maybe I'm close. Okay, <laughs> go wild. Maybe they, when their children turn like seven, they send them to school. Ah, oh, so when your child is ready for school, you're going to let the monkey out of the sleeve. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Uh, hive mind. It, yep, no, well, really, you should let others say that. <laughs> it, it was a good answer, but you don't need to tell us that. I would give it a 20 points. I've got to say, I keep accidentally seeing the answers. I would not give it 20 points. <laughs> oh, have you seen the answer? Yeah, I've seen the answers every time. <laughs> I've been purposefully getting them wrong. Why do, I'm, I'm taking one for the team. Oh, okay, so well, we deserve like an extra 20 points. I'm going to have to hide my cards better. I'm playing alone here. Well, you, okay, let the monkey out of the sleeve in Afrikaans. Is it? Are you? <laughs> no! Hive minds. Hive minds in Afrikaans. Let the cat out of the bag. Might be that one. <laughs> Anything else? Taking yourself in hand. Taking right. yourself. <laughs> Taking yourself in hand. Doing it bareback. Oh. I thought this has been a very clean couple of, <laughs> couple of hours we'd spent here. I was it's wondering been a it filthy, go. filthy episode. <laughs> I don't understand what you mean. That just means riding a horse without a saddle, Mark. That's, All right. That's, that's... Uh, if you think it's doing it bareback, buzz now. If you think it's taking yourself in hand, buzz now. If you think it's letting the cat out of the bag, buzz now. Yes, ironically... <laughs> What we just saw there was Avery letting her monkey <laughs> out of her sleeve. But actually, what you no, let, you let my monkey I... out of your sleeve. <laughs> letting my monkey out of the sleeve is what I do after the show to prove to people that I'm trans. Right, thank you. <laughs> In the Netherlands, if somebody told you not to tie the cat to the bacon, what would they mean? Don't tie the cat to the bacon. Our Ashmic outcasts. Don't obviously set yourself up for failure. Like, if you tie the cat to the bacon, it's going to eat the bacon. You've, you've completely... You've, 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 you've mucked up the whole situation. You like, sound like me. <laughs> Floundering. Like, um, yeah, like if you, like if you tried uh, to answer but without really thinking about something... <laughs> Okay. You would have you've, really tied the cat so to the So you've bacon. tied the cat to the bacon. Okay, all right. Downward facing mates. Don't confuse issues. Don't conflate issues. You know, either eat your breakfast or pet the cat. Hang out with your cat, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't tie the cat to the bacon and then try and pet it while eating the bacon. Like, don't confuse issues. I'm thinking it's something to do with uh, don't keep booze or weed at home. It's way easier not to be an alcoholic or a drug addict when you don't have them at home. Just so, when they show up when somebody offers you like a drink. So, Mate, you are oh, not so, an addict, are you? Yeah. So that my, is so not a deterrent. My, my equivalent would be don't keep biscuits in the house. And your, if your you equivalent. Love something, set it free. So, so which one do you love? <laughs> but which one do you love? Your cat? You don't want to smoke your cat? Or what? I don't get it. How is no, that? The cat the... likes bacon and don't tie them together. Just oh, I don't think the cat, the cat isn't tying the bacon to itself. I mean, they're pretty smart, but they've got no thumbs. Actually, when you, here is a fact about cats. When you tie a ribbon around their stomach, they fall over. Yeah, go on YouTube. It's wow. Ah. I know it sounds cruel, right. but it is also equally very Hive funny. Hive mind in the Netherlands. If someone says don't tie the cat to the bacon, what do they mean? Don't put all your money on one horse. She sounds very confident there. Mm. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And you also can't have your cat, cat and eat, eat it too. <laughs> that is also illegal. Anything else? Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. All right. Eat your 
don't eat your cat. I mean, that's a good motto anyway. That's good for life. That's very good for life. Okay. If you think it's don't put your money on one horse, buzz now. If you think you can't have your cake and eat it too, buzz now. If you think it's don't waste your time, buzz now. Don't eat your cat, buzz now. Just good rule for life. It's don't provoke the situation. So the English equivalent would be don't poke the bear. In Germany, if somebody said to you, I think my pig whistles, what would they mean? <laughs> I think my pig whistles. Downward facing mates. They mean that they have a very intelligent pig. All pigs are intelligent. Even more intelligent <laughs> pig. They're very, they're very highly intelligent creatures. Mm. They're up there with dolphins, right? I know. And, and dogs. So I've seen them doing puzzles. Yeah. They're also very delicious. <laughs> Why are all the smartest animals so yummy? I don't know. If I you love eat a eating dolphin? dolphins. I've eaten a little bit of dolphin. I haven't. All right, come on. <laughs> uh, so what was your answer, Sindhu? That you have a very, very intelligent pig, but since I'm a vegetarian, I didn't know about... I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about pigs or their mm. intelligence. Turns out they're very smart, so... So it's an idiom, so it's probably not about a real pig. Oh, <laughs> so that's why I think Felicity has the right answer. I do have the right answer. Thank you, Sindo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called a layup. I just gave you that. It was really good. Thank I'm going to slam dunk this. Don't you worry about it, mate. <laughs> We're a team, and I'm Michael Jordan, and I'm looking at that ring and buying time with my words. I'm I Scotty am... <laughs> Uh, My pig whistles means, um, it definitely means, um, my pig whistles means, it's very windy, it's very windy. Okay, it's windy. I'm dealing with someone who's not what they say they are. Is it like wolf in sheep's clothing, because it's supposedly a pig, but instead of going, it's whistling. Ah, It's to do with sausages and cooking them and when they're ready, the same way as like when tea is ready in the UK, the teapot whistles, when sausages are ready in Germany, (laughs) how they whistle. That's so like it's a, a kettle of sausages. It's a kettle of sausages. <laughs> See, a whistling sausage kettle. Exactly, and they're delicious. I love the Germans. I'm not really 100%, Go but ahead. I think we do deserve like five points. I'm going to tell you. Okay, I think I actually... Germans do not love Romanians. No, no, no. Allied in the Second World War. No, oh, yeah? No. First part of the Second World War, then we switched over, then Guys, we... Guys, yeah. let's not let facts get in the way of this yeah. game. I know, exactly. The Romanians were friends with everyone in both World Wars. Yeah, all small countries, they pledge allegiance yeah. to whatever empire is closer. Okay, this, <laughs> this, uh, this history class has... Radu and, I are, Radu and I are going to be talking about Balkan history after this show. Really? So yeah, find exactly. us up at the bar. What a surprise. Yeah. Two Genuinely. white men trying to get up one on the, over each other while four women sit here going, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So join Ned and Radu for the after show show. <laughs> exactly. Ned and Radu discuss the Balkans. <laughs> can I just uh, can brilliant. I jump back that, in with I think some I think it means something is awry. Something's awry. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, the sausage is ready. The sausage is ready, <laughs> something's awry. Hive mind. If someone in Germany says my pig whistles, what do they mean? Pigs might fly. Feeling lucky. Feeling lucky. You're a whistleblower. You've got something valuable. All right. If you think it means pigs might fly, buzz now. If you think it means you're feeling lucky, buzz now. If you think there's a whistleblower, buzz now. And if you think you've got something valuable, buzz now. In fact, it means 
I'm stunned. I can't believe it. I think my pig whistles. <laughs> Germany, pick your game up, mate. That is... <laughs> what? You can do better than that. And it's the end of the round. Yeah. What's the scars, please, Ned? Orash Mick Outcast and Downward Facing Mates are tied in second place with 10 points apiece. And the Hive Mind have gone ahead with 15 points. The next round is the team's round. A member of each team has come prepared with a question based on their cultural family background. Audience, if one of you had a question for one of the teams, that would give all our lives meaning. (laughs) Downward Facing Mates... Do you have a question for Orashmic Outcasts? How did Vegemite get its name? I'm sorry, what's Vegemite? Mm. <laughs> it's an Australian spread, like, like Marmite. Okay, what's Marmite? <laughs> it's a British yeast extract spread. Something you put on toast. I was actually wondering about that because a lot of people are using Marmite in comedy lately. Mm. I was, I was going to look it up. And it's lovely. Okay. If it's you like it, but it, if you don't like it, you hate it. Mm. Like with old stuff. <laughs> if you were brainwashed with it from a young age, it is delicious. So what's, so what's in the Britain question? they have Marmite, in Australia they have Vegemite. And how qu- did Vegemite get its name? Uh, the- I won't take all this Marmite slander, by the way. It's delicious. I uh, very often I have Marmite on toast with scrambled eggs, and it's a wonderful combination of flavours. Mm. It's the reason you hear about it in comedy, Radu, is that people. People say something's Marmite if it's something that you love or you hate. Yeah. It's a new thing. Or is the old yeah, thing? No. Marmite, in com- Marmite in comedy. Well, we can include it in Radio Ned's bulk of hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you some. There's like, still uh, the black and white dress or something. The, the dress yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that blew up the internet. The answer is actually that they picked the name out of a hat. And initially the name Vegemite wasn't a hit. So they tried to rename it Par Will. As in the opposite of Marmite. Ah, will. <laughs> and that got less of a response than Vegemite. They're like, let's just go back to the original one. I mean, it, it got a response. Yeah, it yeah, stank. It's... But that was the slogan. The slogan was Marmite, but Pa Will. Yeah. And so Vegemite was nearly called Pa Will. I'm so glad it wasn't. And because this is dear to my heart, I would like now to uh, recite the Australian national anthem <laughs> as I can. Uh, uh, I, which can go? I can do it with you if you want. I, would you like yeah, to? So All right, you ready? Okay, yep. yeah. We're happy little Vegemites, as bright as bright can be. We all enjoy our Vegemite for breakfast, lunch, and tea. Our mother says it makes growing stronger every single week because we love our Vegemite. We all enjoy our Vegemite. It puts a rose in every cheek. <laughs> You can take the girl out of Australia. We've actually just made That's someone leave someone on that song. That's someone's just like, fuck this. <laughs> I mean, I'm, this. I'm a little I'm pitchy, but I didn't have time for a warm-up, OK? <laughs> me, 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 me. I feel like that song was Marmite. <laughs> I love the Vegemite song. Arashmic Outcasts, do you have a question for the hive mind? So, yes, and uh, the question is, in Romania, why would young women sleep with basil leaves under their pillow? Why would young girls sleep with basil leaves under their pillows in Romania? So they don't die single? So they don't die single? The patriarchy. The patriarchy? Yeah. Because of the patriarchy, the patriarchy makes them. Anything else? 
It's because they dream about their future husband. They dream about their future husband. Uh, Gabriel, the Romanian in the audience, is that correct? The last answer is correct. Uh, so buzz now if you believe the Romanian has the answer right. You are correct. Ratu, can you tell us any more about that? Yes, it's uh, to do with the fact that dreams actually come from what you're thinking about anyway. So it's sort of a win-win situation. Right. Every Romanian woman wants to marry a man named Basil. <laughs> no, but why? And that is why Faulty Towers it, is yeah. so popular. But why in is it they, Basil? They use Basil because it's some sort of like special ingredient that you can't really only eat that, but it's good in a, in a dish. Hive Mind, do you have a question for Downward Facing Mates? Nina from Iran. What does it mean when someone says to a toddler, I hope a mouse eats you? <laughs> That you're a bad parent? Or a <laughs> no, it or means... A mouse uh, should eat you. It means that I hope you always stay out of trouble, that nothing bad ever happens to you. No. Oh, <laughs> it, what does it mean? You're so cute. Yeah, I oh. hope you stay cute and small forever. I hope a mouse eats you. Yeah. You're, I, you're so cute. Yeah, yeah it's terrifying. Nice. Yeah, Absolutely nice. It's the same in France and in Spain. Is it? I hope a mouse eats you. Yeah, yeah, because mouses are apparently... Cute in France, mm. and, and it's the no, end of the round. What's the scars Ned? Orashmik Outcasts and Downward Facing Mates are still tied, but with an improved 15 points. <laughs> Unfortunately for them, the hive mind have improved even more and are on 30 points. Oh, well done. Next up is the Game Changer round. This is the round in which we ask a question about a marginalised group who outsmarted their overlords and changed the game. There's only one question, but it's worth double points. If you are the losing team, this is your chance to change the game with a panel show revolution, taking points from your evil overlords. Princess Kutuyin was a mighty warrior and the great-granddaughter of Genghis Khan. She agreed to marry the first man who could beat her at which sport? Downward facing mates. Archery. You seem very certain there, Sindhu. Do you feel certain? No, I'm just going with that look. Sumo. Sumo. Okay, are Ashmik outcasts? I'm going to say horseback archery because that was, of course, the Mongolian specialty and why they were such a dominant force across the Great Steppe Plain. Okay. And she watched a lot of Xena. Uh, I'm going to say tennis. <laughs> tennis. <laughs> oh, croquet, croquet, change my answer. <laughs> Hive mind. Princess Katuyin was a mighty warrior and great-granddaughter of Genghis Khan. She agreed to marry the first man who could beat her at which sport? Wrestling. Wrestling. Oh, two, two for Falconry. <laughs> and horse racing. Thumb wrestling. Uh, <laughs> thumb wrestling. Cup stacking. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anything else? Chess. A dance-off. Dance-off? You're not oh, from the high Sorry, mind. I'm just getting excited. Okay. Uh, buzz now if you think it's wrestling, falconry, horse racing, thumb wrestling, chess. 
Uh, you went for falconry. In fact, it's arm wrestling. So you, you would have got it if it was that wrestling. Is a joke. Yes, but oh, my jokes are so accurate. Your jokes <laughs> are accurate. Why didn't I trust uh, them? Could you tell us a little bit more about this princess, please, Ned? Yeah. So um, she grew up with fourteen brothers, presumably where she learnt how to arm wrestle. And she insisted that any man who wished to marry her had to beat her in arm wrestling. If they lost, they had to forfeit their horses. When she died, she was unmarried and had 10,000 horses. (laughs) Wow. Unfortunately, she did fall off most of her horses because she had one giant right arm. (laughs) (laughs) The final round is our quickfire round. And this week, they're famous film titles as they've been translated around the world. For example, in China, G.I. Jane is called Satan Female Soldier. (laughs) Getting a new tattoo tomorrow. If you know the answer, Hive Mind, you're going to go buzz and say the answer. Anyone can do that. Okay, are we ready? Yeah! In France, this film is called The Teeth of the Sea. What is it called in English? Jaws. Correct. In Argentina, it's Vaseline. Here, it's... Buzz Grease. Correct. I was going to say lube. Uh, (laughs) In Germany, it's Die Slowly, Now More Than Ever. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Correct. In China, it's He's a Ghost. Ghost? Busters. (laughs) (laughs) It's The Sixth Sense, which is a real spoiler. Wow. Poland, it's the electronic murderer. Terminator. Correct. Ah. In China, it's I will marry a sex worker to save money. (laughs) Pretty woman? Correct. Yeah. In Italy, it's Mama, I missed the plane. Buzz Home Alone. Correct, hive mind. In Denmark, it's the boy who drowned in chocolate sauce. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. In China, it's six naked pigs. It's not delicatessen, is it? The Full Monty. Correct. In Japan, it's 007 dies twice. Uh, 007, you only live once? You only live twice, so it's sort of... No, this is is the prequel. This is the prequel. In Italy, it's if you leave me, I'll erase you. Is it Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? It is. In Germany, it's the unbelievable trip in a wacky aeroplane. It's not chitty chitty bang bang, is it? Airplane? Yes, airplane. In Israel, it's it's raining falafel. Buzz. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Yes, it is correct. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the end of the show. Yay! In third place, it is downward facing mates with 35 points. In second place, with 45 points. It's Orashmis Outcast. I'm squeaking it with 50 points. It's a hive mind. Congratulations to the winners who think their pig whistles and commiserations to the losers who are crying like baby sumo wrestlers. And I'll leave you on this thought from China. Do not employ handsome servants. A proverb which is making me reconsider the positions of both Mark Hodge and Ned Sedgwick. (laughs) Please give it up for Radu Isaac, Adrianson, Felicity Ward, Sinju V, Ned Sedgwick in Pets Corner, Mark Hodge on keyboard. Your good selves, the high fives. I've been Deborah Francis White. Good night. <laughs>
Lady Shops, Tom Selinski. Thanks to Zoe, Meta, Sally and everyone at King's Place. For more information about this and other episodes, visit globalpillage.net. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.